Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mitzi, and we are going to be speaking. I mean, I'm sorry, not speaking, thinking about loving life after loss. And I have a special guest here today, Marie, who is going to be sharing her story and how she was able to accomplish this struggling situation that many people are going through. So Marie, why don't you go ahead and fully introduce yourself? Thank you so much for having me, Mitzi. Yeah, I am Marie Alessi. I'm a legacy coach and, uh, that all came out of my background mix, mixed with my experience. And I'm sure we're going to go further into the story, but my background is actually in mindset coaching. And I had a business, uh, a coaching business for a bit over seven years when my husband suddenly died from a brain aneurysm. And uh, I closed the business down and knew I had to just be present for the boys and myself. Our boys were only 10 and 8 at the time. And then, um, yeah, through the experience of going through what we were going through, um, this is how my entire new path unfolded that uh, we're going to share a bit more about today. So that's that's in a nutshell, my background, really. No, that was a very quick nutshell. Usually it's longer. <laughs> mm. No, but I do appreciate you telling me that because, you know, something death is very sudden you know unless somebody's mm. telling you that you're going to die in a certain amount of time yeah. death is sudden for a lot of people and I think mm. the issue that people have with death is that because it's sudden it scares them you know and it puts mm. them in this like uneasy feeling where they don't even want to talk about it you know and they don't yeah. want to discuss or prepare or just even acknowledge that one day we will die you know it's inevitable mm. but I think us turning our perspective around or just shifting it in a bit so that we can understand grief and understand, you know, how to handle it in the most appropriate way is the best thing to do, you know, especially now in mm. society where people are dropping down like birds, you know, it's really crazy. Um, so what would, yeah. what would be some like good opinions on that? I believe there are a lot of myths around grief, really, because, yeah, death, as you said, you know, for most people, it becomes unexpected. For some people, they know beforehand that their days are counted, but nobody of us really knows the exact moment of our death. And when Rob died, it was certainly so unexpected because he was 45. He was in the prime of his life, super fit. He was a surfer, you know. That's where it's really least unexpected. There were no previous signs. And then all of a sudden, he goes on a business trip and never comes home. And uh, to deal with that, I believe that we are in a society that doesn't really support healing much. It rather supports the grief and the wailing in the sorrow. And I say that with all due respect because I've been there. I've walked that path. I know the pain. I understand what it feels like. Yet my background, my mindset, my expectation, my outlook, my focus was so different to what most people go through and what most people uh, choose as a path without even realizing they're choosing it. It's just something that lays ahead of them and they walk that path because that's what society offers you. And um, so... I, I often talk about the hidden gifts in adversity and I was 20 when my dad passed. So that was also quite unexpected. He was only 46, so only a, a year and a bit older than my husband was when he passed. 
yet uh, back then I was not prepared to deal with his passing at all. I had no background in mindset. I had no uh, support in healing. I had a lot of support in suffering, in grieving. And I'm saying that on purpose in those words because that's exactly what happens, you know. Like just look at a funeral. A classic funeral has got a condolence line and then there's a hundred or hundreds of people uh, depending on the size of the funeral, all lining up to say that one line, my condolences. And yeah. I've been on the receiving end. And when you hear that after 30 times, after 50 times, after 100 times, certainly after 500 times, it feels like empty words to you. There is no beautiful feeling. There's no feeling of, oh, this is empathy. They understand where I'm at. It feels like completely empty words. Um, so I knew out of my dad's passing, I had missed this opportunity of saying goodbye. And I take that up front. I didn't get the chance to say goodbye to Rob either, yet I didn't feel the need to have that chance of saying goodbye because through my dad's passing, the gift in that adversity that I received was to live each day to the fullest and to live my relationship with Rob so in tune and so um, with open communication, we talk about everything, you know, we, we never left anything unsaid or undone or unattended uh, in our relationship. So when he passed, well, of course, I wished I had more time with him. Don't get me wrong. Yet there was no feeling of guilt, no feeling of, oh, I wish I would have said that. I wish I would have done that. I did all that. I said all that. And we said it daily because it was so important to both of us. And that was the big difference that I was not left with a feeling of, I wish I had and that we did have the talks as in, you know, what would you do if something was to happen to me? We we both had this conversation and both of us had pretty much the same answer. We were like, I would want you to take the boys and create the happiest life possible. And that's what I knew I had to do. It doesn't happen overnight, but it became my North Star. That's what I knew. I was walking towards if that makes sense no that makes perfect sense mm. I think from my perspective it sounds like your dad your dad's death you know really did help you for this moment you know when you were yeah. going to encounter your husband's death and yeah to hear you in say, a weird way I did yes yeah and to hear you say that after so many my condolences they became empty words mm. and you know, I could feel that I can, I can see that, you know, I can see how you can, yeah. you can, after a while, it just becomes just another word in, in the wind, you know, it's yeah. just something that's being said. Yeah. And absolutely, it just shows how sometimes you can become so numb by something that's so mm. repetitive and has yeah. no real meaning at the same time. So for you, mm. what would be something that really made you feel that appreciation when other people try to come to you and try to help you and really show their condolences yeah. versus just telling you my condolences yeah I, I thank you for asking that it's such an important question because a lot of people just don't know and I was absolutely one of them I had no idea what to actually say because that was the go-to line you know my console my condolences or I'm sorry for your loss uh, I much prefer I'm sorry for your loss than the other way around but there's there's another story around that which which we might get into later but what I what I prefer to say to people when I hear that somebody so close to them passed is that I say my, my favorite go-to is my heart goes out to you 
because that is just stating the fact that my heart is with you and I'm not saying this was good or bad for you. I'm not putting meaning to it if the loss was really terrible or um, or if you are in a spiritual situation where you fully accept it and embrace it that this is part of your bigger plan or part of your soul contract. I was very lucky that I had this, um, I don't know if I call it epiphany, enlightenment, whatever, this realization, I should say, quite early into the journey that this was part of our soul contract. This is my deepest spiritual belief, and I'm very respectful that everyone's spiritual belief is very different or some don't have any at all. But this was my deepest spiritual belief, and I had so much proof um, that, you know, Rob is with us and that he's around us. And, um, yeah, it, it was just such a beautiful understanding. So for me, if I... If somebody says to me, I'm sorry for your loss, it sort of implies that this shouldn't have happened. But it was part of our picture. It was part of our plan. It was part of our soul contract that we have chosen. And it's so hard to explain it to people that have a complete different understanding. So usually I just, you know, do the smile and wave or nod and, and be polite. But I am really here to to um, to share a different view, a different perspective on how you can look at things. I'm not here to push my opinion onto others because everybody's got their own belief and their own bigger picture or their own understanding. I'm not here to take that away from others if that's what they need or want or want to hold on to. Yet I am here to share a different perspective. And if it resonates with people, then please come on in, be my guest, you know, and, um, I'm more on this whole no judgment front, you know, who are you to tell me whether my journey was uh, perfectly fine like that or not? Did it make me happy? Not at all. Did I choose to be happy? Yes, because that was our path that we had chosen for each other. And if it was Rob here with the boys and me on the other side, I'd, I'd be the one making sure that he will create a happy life because that's what we promised each other. And honestly, I love simplifying things. And for me, it was a sheer understanding that love is simple. Love just wants you to be happy. And I would have wanted the exact same thing for Rob. So often when I don't know how to handle a situation, I literally do the role reversal and go, like, okay, if it was me on the other side, what would I want Rob to do? What would I want him to decide in that situation? So it's a bit of that shifting perspective, but also a very strong trust in your intuition and that is both something that can be developed it's like a muscle that you need to train and uh, it all starts with a choice wow yes I what you just stated and what you spoke was so beautiful it really was because mm. uh, you, you can I can feel the sincerity and I can mm. I can see how you're really not letting this bring you down. You know, you really conquered this, you know, that many are mm. struggling, sadly. And I love and I love the fact that you actually offer help to individuals who are still struggling mm. with their grief and the passing of yeah. a loved one. I thought that was so big. I actually cried reading your story. Mm. Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm I, I know I'm pregnant and hormonal, but I literally cried Aww. because <laughs> My congratulations husband is, by oh, the way yeah. <laughs> thank you thank In you front of the my husband well. is um 
my husband's older than me and we and now and we're on our second child and I know the possibility of him dying before me is real mm -hmm. and that sudden expectation like that it could happen suddenly and yeah. I know this and he know this and we we speak about it mm -hmm. you know and how we would do it. and it's like you said you know we just have to mm -hmm. live each day you know happy oh I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. Oh, no, 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 no. It's okay. If, if you don't mind me saying something here, I, I hear you, Mitzi, because I, I understand what it's like and in particular understand the hormones that are happening when you're pregnant and you talk about things like that. It really gets to you. So maybe we should have done an interview another time. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I think it's beautiful that your husband and you have this talk about it because when you say he's older, okay, yeah, but there there's statistics and then there's reality you know when when it comes to statistics rob shouldn't have passed and then there's reality and he did and maybe it's the exact opposite for you and your husband you know who knows we don't know how long we have we don't know uh who goes first what i think is important is that yes you do talk about it because a lot of people shy away from this because it's too confronting it is emotional to talk about that i remember uh, being really emotional talking to rob about that because i remember that one moment we had probably three or four talks about this in depth and it was usually triggered by like a fatal accident or something you drive past you see something really bad happened and you're like oh my god you know what would that do to our family so you talk about it and then you move on so for the family they don't move on that quickly or sometimes even not at all you know for them it has happened for us um we we move on because it was not our family affected and it's the yeah. same thing in our situation you, you know this is something that that we dealt with not nobody else you know uh, for other people their life moved on and they went back to normal and i talked to our boys about that it was a very important topic to address with them where they said and and i remember my my older son saying to me about six seven eight months into it he said to me mom I think my friends have sort of forgotten that dad passed. And I looked at him and I said, yes, Flynn, they probably have. And I said, and it's not a bad thing. This is reality. I said, imagine that with every person in our lives that we just heard of or know or friends or friends of friends dying, we would hold on to that and grieve deeply for I don't know how long our life would be so miserable our life would be so heavy this is what we do as humans you know we naturally heal when you look at physical wounds we naturally heal and we can do things to support the healing or we can do things to hold it back or prolong it and it's the same thing for emotional healing is a choice really there's so much that we can do like even just from wound dressing when you talk about physical wounds and and we're getting a bit off track with this here, but I really want to say this now uh, that we are on this topic. I often say to people, when you think of a field of physically wounded people, let's say there's a war going on, there's an entire field of physically wounded people. Nobody in their right mind would walk through this field and say, well done. Yep. Continue. Yeah. Put a bit of more salt in that wound. Yeah. You're doing really well. Yeah. Just scream a bit louder. It's your absolute right. It's horrible what you're feeling. Yeah. No. Everybody would call for help. Everybody would get the nurses, the doctors. They would try to, to help them heal, to dress the wounds, to clear them up. Yet when it's emotional pain, we do the complete opposite. We do that, yes, you know, it's really horrible and that this will stay with you forever. So many people support the pain rather than the healing when it comes to grief. And when you, as soon as you compare it to physical pain, they all go like, oh, my goodness, yes. Why would you do that? So... Yeah. 
there's there's this really yeah so anyway i got completely off track but i wanted to come back to you and say you know there is that that real importance of talking about it with your family so you are in that you know we have talked about it it's good to know what you want for each other it's good to speak it out loud but then also to really focus on what you have and focus on the happiness that you have because otherwise you get so sidetracked from the fear that one day something could happen or one day he could pass before you because he's older who knows we we don't know that so don't get sidetracked with that fear just embrace yeah. it and hug him and be as happy as you can now because now you've got him and it's really important to live that and and trust the widow when I tell you that <laughs> it's really yeah stay in the now with him it's so much more important and I understand that with hormones you can get easily sidetracked and lured in by fear don't allow fear to take over love is so much stronger and uh, stay in that love yeah, thank you for that I really do appreciate that advice I, mm. I'm gonna keep that personal with me because that yeah. that is so true you know sometimes when I catch yeah. myself going into that direction mm. I, I do think of our love and I do think of like those happy moments and yeah it gets me right on track yeah. even when he gets on my nerves <laughs> it most definitely works for me so I, I do appreciate yeah. that so much and your example with the with the physical wounds and the emotional wounds mm. that was not off track at all that was exactly needed mm. I, I strongly yeah. believe that somebody in my audience is listening in and they they needed that that metaphor that yeah. parable or however people want to call it you know just so that they can yeah. visually see it in a different way in a different perspective from yeah. however they're seeing it because when you put it in that way oh my goodness it's like night and day mm it's it's honestly yeah. how can you not treat your emotional wounds the same way that you treat your physical wounds? exactly exactly it's... that's why I, I I haven't shared this for for a while but that's why I brought that in because I felt this is really important for some people to hear it becomes so normal you know to as soon as you bring that comparison in people go like oh yeah I really need to shift something and if you don't mind I want to share something quickly ahead, this is this ahead. is super personal but it's so beautiful because I said to you I'm getting so many signs from Rob that we are on the right path um about four weeks ago Rob's dad passed away and we were all so lucky that we were with him he wanted to come home he was in hospital he was in ICU and there was nothing left that they could do for him and he said I want to come home I want to die at home with my family and he did and it was so beautiful because we were all together we were all in his room and we were all holding him in love and we were holding space for him and those final hours we, we had about seven eight hours with him just sitting with him talking to him and holding him it was so beautiful and three days before Otavio passed I started getting really intense signs from Rob I always got them but it really intensifies and uh, you know we, I had things like I'm sitting in a room on my own in a living room and all of a sudden all lights went on and like really warm and bright and I was like whoa okay um, I'm like I know you're with us you know I know you're here and then I had this feeling the next day um, I was sitting there barefoot and I had this feeling as somebody would uh, stroke finger down my foot and I looked down because I thought I'll tell you something in a second and I looked down and I thought my cat was walking past and it was her tail stroking past but she was asleep and uh can you see the hand raising in the picture? No. It's like a hand raising in my image. Can you see it? The hand raising. When you when you picture? press the button, when you press the button, raise your hand on Zoom. It's on oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even no, touch sorry, the screen. No, no, no. I sorry didn't even about touch that. the screen. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I know what it's, you mean. It's on I my screen. You. Yeah, I yeah. see it too. And that's been happening. I had to press lower hand because it just happens all the time. I'm in a Zoom meeting here again, and it comes up and it just flashes quickly. And sometimes it stays so other people see it too. You just saw it. Yeah, and like... it's really like it's been happening in every Zoom meeting. And while I was telling you the story and I'm like, I'm getting off track, I got these signs up and I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. And I keep getting these signs all the time. I'm in a meeting and I'm literally talking with my hand so I can't even touch the screen. And all of a sudden I get thumbs up, thumbs up or hand raising. And I'm like, this is really bizarre. When you watch back the recording, you'll see it, you know, that yeah. the hand actually stayed there and both my hands are up. I didn't touch the screen. And it's almost like Rob's going like, yep, yeah, keep going. You're, yeah, you know, good job. So, anyway, yeah, that's really bizarre. It's been happening so often. I sometimes get it like 30, 40 times during a meeting and mostly it just pops up as if there's a circle loading, but it doesn't stay. And sometimes it just stays so other people can see too. So mostly it's just me seeing it, but sometimes it just stays on screen and it just Yeah. Did. When yeah. I seen it, I was confused. I was like, wait, did I touch something? I even looked out. I was just like, did I touch something? I swear. Wasn't me either. That was Rob. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this conversation was most definitely needed. Oh my goodness. Mm. You are a beautiful you yeah. have a beautiful soul. And I feel like you're what you're trying to do is is necessary you know and I see how you've Mm. impacted I've read the testimonies and oh Mm. I wish I could just give you a hug because you are doing such (laughs) great work (laughs) (laughs) thank you air hug (laughs) it's so funny but I guess to start Mm. wrapping up the show what would be some great advice that you can leave um my audience off with I know you've been already giving us great advice but what what would be that lasting Mm. words that you can leave us with yeah I think really really think about this shifting of of perspectives you know what would you want for your loved one when you're on the other side and I understand that uh, people also sometimes are not in the best of relationships when that happens and then there is regret and then there is guilt but what I want to tell you and and again I'm saying that with all due respect that everyone's faith is very different but my belief is when you are when you pass over there is nothing else but love and peace. So if you can't do that from the perspective of your partner or if it was you who passed, do it from the perspective of love and peace. When you are in that perspective of love and peace, what would you want for the people that you leave behind? What would you want them to do? And do exactly that. Take that as a choice. And um, people who need support who need that surrounding influence like this is my my really last call for you um create a support network create a network a support system a bunch of friends that really just have your back without judgment they don't judge you they just hold space for you that's what we all need because sometimes people are so easy and so quick to judge um despite having walked a mile in your shoes so if you don't have that come and join our group you know it's like find us on facebook loving life after loss there is three and a half thousand people to date in that group and all you get there is love and support there is no dragging you down and uh, judging you for whatever you do people actually want to be happy deep down we all want that yet when we're grieving we often think we're not allowed to be but we are all these emotions can coexist Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. This is so nice. I'm Thank so glad that we me. were. <laughs> yes. Oh, I feel honored to be honest. I feel more honored <laughs> to have you on my show because you really were able to bring a perspective and say it in such an elegant way. Maybe it's your accent. I don't know. <laughs> but you said it you. honestly so beautiful and so pers- like straightforward where people can just understand mm. you know you, you weren't going around the bush and you spoke from the heart and I think people need that you know people need to hear people mm. like you and your testimony and what you've been through and it's to be honest Thank an you. honor just to have you here and I hope that at least one person in my audience that may be going through this can really shift their perspective in the way that you yeah. suggested because you know you were able to even help me in that quick little moment my emotional breakdown <laughs> you know so I'm pretty sure that you can help somebody else out there and if anybody in my audience is looking for help or wants to know more about Marie please check her out I have a beautiful photo on my website you can find a link to her website and you can have access to Mm. everything Marie you know you can find out everything that she's been doing and what she's willing to help you with and even other podcasts and articles she's done so much you know you have Mm -hmm. to go search her and figure out this for yourself (laughs) because you will not be disappointed you may cry a little but you will not be disappointed oh I love you Mitzi you should be my PR spokesperson seriously (laughs) thank you you so much there you go you guys have it have a great rest of your day bye thank you